0: makes you want to shuffle or something, I don't know, it's like, yeah, we're in this uh, series, uh, Got Carrots, and we're talking about the continual pursuit of more in life, you know, buying into the lie that culture shares that many of us believe, if I could just get that, I'd be what? Happy. I'd be happy, and I'm not sure what that is for you, but that is the thing that you're still missing, and you believe if you had that, that you would be satisfied in life, and I suspect that some of you are pursuing things that really are carrots. They're just dangling on a stick, and you just can't get to them. It's it's futile it's an endless pursuit they're they're empty in and of themselves you know it's it's that thing that oftentimes when you get what you're pursuing the satisfaction is kind of fleeting sometimes it's just evasive and it leaves you wanting and it, it gets you where you're wondering what you really got and today, I want to talk about something that I believe impacts all of us to some degree, and that's the pursuit of riches. Money, money, money. You know, the mean green, the bling bling in life. It's for the love of money. Well, people do crazy things. You might say it's a 24 karat pursuit that will change you in life. You know, the love of money, and notice I said the love of money, it's a dangerous thing to your faith. The love of money will change your heart and lead you away from God many times. You know, the the love of money will move you in the direction of selfishness. And so before we kind of dive into this, I want to ask a few questions, all right? How many of you Wouldn't mind being rich. Come on, let me see hands. All right, there's hands all over here. How many of you know someone that's rich? How many of you have ever looked at someone who's like insanely rich and thought, if I was that rich, I'd be better at being rich than they are? (laughs) Yeah. Now, don't raise your hands on this one. I was going to ask how many of you are rich. But I decided not to because I know how this goes. Everybody goes, "Well, I'm not rich." And the the fact of the matter is the how much money you have rich is always Just a little bit further down the road, it's a little bit more. I I was looking at some research on this whole topic and what people would do for money. And uh, some of these things uh, were were kind of weird, honestly. But things people were willing to do, they asked people, what would you be willing to do for like five million dollars? And so again, some of these are strange, but one one of the things they they said fifty four percent of people would listen to country music for the rest of their life Now that sounds like a bargain to me and and here here 's the cool thing i 'm assuming if you you 're rich at that point, you can reverse the country song and get back your house, your spouse, your dog, and your truck at the same time, you know. of people said they would remove all their teeth. See, I told you this stuff's strange. (laughs) 50% of those surveyed said that for $5 million, they would be okay with a random person having to die so that they could get the five mil. 24% said that they would live in solitude for twenty years, Gallup poll on this, they, they said that they were trying to define what rich is, and you know, kind of when do you cross over that line and now you're rich. And so they found that it depends on where a person is in their life. In other words, where their present status is. And so they they found those that were making thirty five thousand a year that to be rich they needed 70,000. And almost across the board, they asked people what what it would take, and almost all of them said twice as much. In other words, if they made 50,000, they needed 100,000 to be rich. If they made 2 million, they needed 4 million to be rich in, in their lives. And what was evident was that no matter how much a person made, None of those surveyed felt that they were rich. Why? Well, they needed more and more. What do you need to be happy? I mean, what do you need to be satisfied in your life? What do you need to feel rich? Most of us would say, a little more than I got. The pursuit of more. It's why Jesus talks so much about having the right perspective on money, money, money. You know, while he was addressing a crowd, Jesus uh, cautioned them and he said this, Luke 12, 15. He says, Then he said, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. The quality of your life is not measured by the volume of your stuff. You know, you've got to watch out because cult culture, it's shouting all the time, you need to have this to be happy. You need this in your life. You need more. And more and more. And when you get it, you still feel like something's missing. See, culture's screaming. You need more. But Jesus says, you better watch out. You better be on your guard on this one. Jesus tells a story following this uh, about a farmer. A farmer had a, a record crop. It's a bumper crop. And he decides that he's going to tear down all of his barns and build bigger and bigger barns. His plan is retire early, enjoy life, take it easy. And then the story just takes this weird turn. It says, but God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it is with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not what? toward God. Rich toward God. Now, I I want to make sure we hear this story properly, because God was not mad at the guy for being rich, all right? And in fact, if you think about it, who made this guy rich? Well, God did. I mean, this guy worked hard. He planted the seed. He cared for the crops. He brought the harvest in. But God gave the bountiful harvest, God blessed him, and so he was rich in things of the world, but here's the problem. He's missing something. He was not rich in the things that really mattered. He was not rich toward things of God in his life, and so with that in mind, I've got some good news and some bad news today. And here's the good news. You ready? You are rich. And as I say that, I I know how this goes. Some of you are thinking, well, I'm not rich. Come on, Damon. Get a a clue here. I've got more bills than I do money in my life. You may not feel rich, but you are. And and just a, a little perspective on this. Do you know that around 3 billion people, think about that, 3 billion, live on less than $2 a day? I mean, some of you spent six bucks on coffee coming to church this morning, right? You may not feel rich, but you are. I mean, compared to the rest of the world. In fact, if you make a medium income, you make up the top 1% of wealth globally. You may not feel rich, but you are. And I'll tell you what, you can tell how rich you are by what it is that upsets you in life. I mean, for instance, some of you got really upset because you couldn't get the color of iPhone that you wanted. Just blew a cork over it. Some of you uh, pulled away from the drive-thru and you started digging through the bag and then you just flip out because they gave you the wrong dipping sauce. How could they? You got angry because Netflix, it just wouldn't connect to the Wi-Fi. Your phone died and you don't have your charger. Oh my. You can tell how rich you are by the things that bother you you got to put things in perspective. I mean, as I see it, you you can play any song you want, stream any movie you want, any time you want. You know, you get hungry, you, you can drive your car, go past 20 restaurants to go to your favorite restaurant. Someone else caught the fish, slaughtered the cow. Someone else gathered the eggs, cleaned the vegetables, They prepared the food, they plated it, they even brought it to your table for you. And you eat it, guess what? They clean it up. But you complain because it took 10 minutes longer than it should have for your meal to get to your table. That's how rich you are. You may not feel rich but in comparison to the rest of the world you are absolutely rich. In fact, turn to your neighbor and say, "I am rich." Oh, well, that was subdued. <laughs> and some of you didn't put your heart into that. And I see you. You know, rolling your eyes. "I'm rich." <laughs> How stupid is he? <laughs> I understand some of you are facing extreme pressures financially. You know, medical bills, unexpected breakdowns. You know, so, some of you, the, the squeeze in life right now, the increase in energy prices, rising inflation. I, I get it. I get that stuff's going on. I know there are single parents that, that this struggle's real for them. So I don't want to diminish that, okay? But overall, the vast majority of you are rich. And you need to acknowledge that before God. You're blessed. And I I don't know about you, but I want to be rich in a God-honoring way in my life. And I think in order to do that, the first thing you have to do is just acknowledge that you are rich, You realize that you've been blessed by God. And so, with a smile and a heart full of gratitude, you say, I'm rich. And if you feel uncomfortable with that, well, I want to raise a question. Why do you think you feel uncomfortable about it? I love what uh, Solomon says, Ecclesiastes 5. He says, moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. See, God gives wealth. But I'm a self-made man. I'm a self-made woman. No. God created you. God made you. You have gifts and talents and opportunities. They're all God-given. God gives them to you. You're born in the United States. I don't care what the world says. It's the land of opportunity. You know, the fact is, God decided where you would be born and when you would be born God gives the wealth, God gives the possessions, God gives the ability to enjoy them. He expects you to enjoy them. I mean, that's just a fact. So if you feel a little bit uncomfortable about it, about saying, hey, I'm rich, well, what other area in your life, think about this, what other area in your life where you're blessed? Are you embarrassed or uncomfortable about it? Someone catches me and they go, "Damon, you have a, such a great marriage." I don't go, "Well, sorry, Cindy, and I really don't." You know, I just say, "Thanks. I, I've been blessed. I've been blessed." You know, someone says to me, hey, "You know, you've been blessed with good health." I don't apologize for it. I I don't feel uncomfortable about it. I just say, I've been blessed to this point. And I'm thankful to God for that. And, And my point is, we do not apologize in any other area where God has blessed. But when it comes to wealth or possessions, too many times we either don't acknowledge that we've been blessed Or we get uncomfortable about it. You're rich. God has blessed you. That's the good news. You want the bad news now? You're rich. (laughs) Being rich can put you at a tremendous spiritual disadvantage. You know, one day uh, Jesus had this meaningful conversation with a rich, powerful young man. He had money, he had possessions, but they were a hindrance in his life. It, it kept him from becoming a disciple of Jesus, in fact. Scripture says Jesus looked at him and said, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Indeed, It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Wow, that's a tough one there. Good news, you're rich, you're blessed. Bad news, you're rich, you're blessed. It's a tremendous spiritual disadvantage. You go, well, why why is that? Why? Because you already have a roof over your head. You already got food in the pantry. And so many times we overlook the fact that God provides for our daily needs, don't we? Because you already have what you need. In fact, you already got most of what you want. I also think it's a spiritual disadvantage because, and this is sad to say, but many of you are just distracted in life. You have rich people options, Rich people opportunities. And in fact, many of you are so blessed with opportunities, guess what? You're overwhelmed, you're exhausted, and you're tired. It's a struggle in life. You're doing so much. Catch this. You're missing out on the most important things in life. And in fact, if you ever visit a developing nation you would immediately realize some of the things that you take for granted in life. You would see poverty and realize you are extremely blessed. And I believe if you'd stay there for a couple weeks, you would also realize that they have some things that you don't. Like they've got time to spend with family and friends. They spend time with God. Those, those relationships, you'd go, wow, they're a lot deeper than mine are. You would also realize that they don't have some stuff like stress, anxiety, the burden of managing all this stuff. And in fact, I believe you might even be just a little bit envious of the simplicity in their life, their love for one another, closeness of community, And depth of relationship with God. It's a disadvantage sometimes to have so much stuff. You know, another reason being rich, I think, is a disadvantage. Jesus says this He says, For everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required. And from the one to whom much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. you're rich, you're blessed, and and that's great. You know, I I believe you enjoy what God's given you. And when you do that, it honors God. God expects that. But God also expects more. You know, as a Christ follower, we're we're all called to be good stewards. We're all called to use our wealth uh, wisely and humbly. You no, we're called to honor God with the tithes and the offerings. We're called to help the poor. Or we're called to really live life with open hands. You see a need, you jump in and help. You're always ready. But God expects more because you're rich. See, the, the requirements, it, it's greater. You know, culture will shout at you. You don't have what you need. Newer, bigger, better, faster, different color, different style. Jesus said, watch out. Because a person's life does not consist of the abundance of money and possessions. And here's what I know about you. Because it's true with me. We know this stuff in our head, don't we? But oftentimes, our lifestyles don't reflect what we believe, don't reflect that truth. Instead, we pursue the lie. More money, more possessions. It'll make me happy, I'm sure. And consequently, we live... Under the curse of money, in some ways, money, 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 you got to get this, friends. More money will not keep your kids off drugs. In fact, it might put them in a position or a place where they're more susceptible. I mean, more money will not save your marriage, More money will not fix the things that are important in life. And more money will not make you happy. You don't need more of this temporal stuff. You need more of what's eternal in life. You don't need more money. I'd argue you need more of Jesus in your life. I mean, you you don't need to pursue more things you need to pursue more of God. You know, I, I love what Paul says to Timothy and he's given him instructions to how to help people that that are rich. Or, and I know our tendency is to kind of brush this off and, and go, oh, I, I don't have a problem here. But he says this, he says, command those who are rich. Again, this is, this is you and me. Command those who are rich in this present world Not to be arrogant. In other words, don't think all that because you have all that. He says, don't do it. Nor to put their hope in in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God. He's going to tell us what God does here, who richly provides us everything, everything for our enjoyment. So don't be uncomfortable because you're rich. God's blessed you. You should enjoy it. When, when you're faithful with a little, God provides more. And some of you have been faithful. You've been good stewards. God's blessed. And the fact is, you don't have to be uncomfortable about that. But you do have a responsibility, a greater responsibility. And the fact is, it's not all yours. You know, enjoy things, have nice things, nothing wrong with it. But remember, to whom much has been given, much is required. You know, Paul, continues, he says, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. Why would anybody do that? Well, Paul's going to tell us the next verse. He says, Here, let me help you with this. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of life that is what? Truly life. Be generous, be willing to share, be rich in good deeds so that you can truly take hold of life. Because I'm rich, because I'm blessed, I will give more and do more in my life. I'll not trust money, put my hope and trust in God. See, I understand God's blessed me. And so I invest in God's kingdom in eternity. You're rich. You've been blessed by God. Tremendously blessed. And you've been given more than you need. Maybe not more than you want, but more than you need. And you've been called by God. In fact, I would argue God has equipped you, He's empowered you, and He's given you the honor. And it's an honor to give more and do more in this life. Things in this world, are temporal. Promise much, deliver very little. I challenge you to store up treasures in heaven for yourself. Do something that matters. You know, invest in something that's lasting. God's kingdom, talk about marking eternity and make a difference like only rich people can do. Friends, when you do that, when you finally take that step, you take life that's truly life and it becomes yours. Two different ways of living here, isn't it? I just challenge you to think about that. I'm rich and I'm blessed. And I thank God for that. I thank God for that. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you. And God, we're rich. And we're blessed. God, help us to see that. God, I thank you for the things that we're able to enjoy because you have blessed us. But God, I pray we would see the other side, that we've been blessed to make a big difference in this world. God, open our hearts, our minds. God, may our values, the things that we say we believe may they be reflected in how we live God may we do more and give more and honor you we give you the praise with all we say and all we do it's in Christ's holy name we pray God's people said let's continue in worship together